Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hanging out with my lovely wife, Allison Bobbitt. And Hi. Allison, you made me watch Jumanji. I did. Yeah. Thoughts, feelings. You know what? I uh, really liked it. You did? I thought it was oh, a good. lot of fun. <laughs> it, I <laughs> liked the sequel that we saw. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's fair to say that I like this a whole lot more than that. Yeah. yeah. It is actually really fun. So my... History, which we kind of touched on in the um, preview episode, preview episode, is I didn't see it right when it came out, even though I was totally the perfect age for it. <laughs> right, you were thirteen when it came out yeah. in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, but I did see it at a sleepover, and then afterwards, uh, the kids I babysat for in high school used to love it, and I was like, oh, it's a good movie. It was always like fun to watch. So when the sequel came out. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> it's like one of the movies that didn't like live in my house that I watched 10 million times. So I forgot <laughs> about it. Right. Um, <laughs> so when the sequel came out. I was like, oh, yeah, like the first one's actually really good. And I thought you would like it. So I'm glad you did. Yeah. The special effects are very 1995. Oh, yes. They're terrible. I ended up watching a YouTube video chronicling year by year how CG technology improved. Mm -hmm. And this is right around the abyss, which you haven't seen, which I would like to make you see sometime, Mm -hmm. that has like a really cool morphed water alien type creature. Mm -hmm. And then it's also right after Jurassic Park Mm -hmm. and Terminator 2. What one of the challenges was about this was... The closest thing to doing CG like this movie had before was Jurassic Park, but they could kind of fake it because no one really knew how dinosaurs moved. And with this, they really had to study the movement of all the animals and Mm -hmm. getting the hair technology. The fur for the lion was brand new. The monkeys, eh, you know, it's a little wonky. The shading doesn't quite match. Their faces um, are weird. Yeah, the faces They're are weird. They're very cartoony. The shading on all the CG characters isn't really It's a little great. off. It doesn't quite match yeah. where and they are. It also suffers from, I, I believe the term is rubber banding. I, Joe Apel explained it to me once, where it's the feet don't 
quite oh they don't quite match with the ground like yeah yeah like it's clear they're just above it like Mm. they're not meeting the ground really like you can tell that they're just a hair above it yeah yeah and you know that's part of cg technology that didn't get fixed for quite some time oh yeah if you watch phantom menace jar jar yeah also doesn't interact with the ground yeah yeah but for what it was i thought it was really great and it fooled people enough at the time where there was a rumor that they used a real elephant and it was killed during but that's not true all the elephants are cg yeah So I guess I'll just do a quick synopsis. Um, The movie starts in, is it 1969? Uh, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Movie starts in 1969 where two youths, one of them. Did you say two youths? Youths. (laughs) Two kids, um, about 13, 14. Um, They're friends. One's a girl, one's a boy. And the boy comes from a very wealthy family and he ends up getting bullied a lot because of that. And Alan Parrish. Alan Parrish. And he finds a game called Jumanji. There's construction next door to the shoe factory where that, you know, his family dynasty is (laughs) driven from. And um, he finds this game. And after he gets beat up and is going to run away... The girl comes over and is like, hey, I'm sorry, my boyfriend beat you up. And they end up playing the game. But his first roll is until someone rolls a, a five or eight in the jungle, you must wait and get sucked into the game. Yep. And the girl freaks out. So he's missing until it is found again by Kirsten Dunst. And what is the little boy's name? He just does voiceover stuff now. His name is Bradley Pierce. He did the voice of Chip. And Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, he does a ton of voiceover stuff. Like he does a lot of, which is um, weird because that's pretty much what Bonnie Hunt's career is now too. Yes, but I think she has a distinct voice. Yeah, and I was hoping she would have done something other than Pixar movies, as far as animation goes. Yeah, that maybe Joe would have crossed paths with her. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because yeah. I wanted to see if she's cool in real life. <laughs> I think she, she seems is. Like she would be. Yeah, I she was she part is. of a sketch comedy group in Chicago with uh, Joan Cusack. Oh, I love her. Yeah, I, I think she's really, really great. I think she's really great in everything she does. And yeah. It's a shame that she kind of aged out of Hollywood, I guess. Well, I think she's one of the actresses who didn't get a shit ton of stuff done to their face. Mm-hmm. So she looks like an actual person. Right. Yeah. You know, she doesn't look all crazy and like not, not like a human <laughs> anymore, which unfortunately for whatever reason seems to be like the standard. Yeah. I which don't I don't really, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah, she's great in this. Yeah. I, also did not realize until we watched it that it's directed by Joe Johnston who got his start in basically a garage in 1976 mm-hmm. is one of the miniature builders for Star Wars. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's so it's cool. kind of neat that it all comes full circle and industrial light and magic which is the company that mm-hmm. was born of those ragtag yeah weirdos yeah you know working in the garage that the only experience a lot of them had was they worked on flesh gordon yeah but joe johnston didn't even do that and he went on to be quite a director yeah 
which mm-hmm. I think this is probably right in his wheelhouse because it's combining a lot of CG and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, it's it's pretty solid. I watched a lot of the outtakes mm-hmm. and saw how much he had to either reel in Robin Williams or maybe fix it in editing. Because yeah. Robin Williams... I liked the movie because Robin Williams didn't really, you know, riff a mania out too bad. Yeah, he seemed but, to stay in line. But he did. Mm-hmm. It just didn't make it into the movie. That's funny. That makes sense, though. So essentially what happens is when these kids find the Jumanji game, they start playing it. One of them rolls a five. And Robin Williams, Alan Parrish comes back from the jungle but it's been 26 years so he's an adult now and um he's trying to figure out how to finish the game so that well he doesn't initially want to finish the no game. The kids want to finish the, the kids game. want to finish the game because they want all the bad stuff that keeps happening to stop which is mm-hmm. you know like killer mosquitoes or monkeys or you know there's a stampede of elephants and rhinosaurs and because <laughs> they look like dinosaurs mm-hmm. um rhinosaurs and and zebras that rhinosaurus all... rhinosaurus rexes yes <laughs> so you know it's tearing the town apart it's tearing their house apart and um you know they they are trying to fix it one of the things that i remember being surprised about um when i first saw it is how it ends which is that when the game is finished and they win they, they go, go back, back to, yeah. in time to where they started. They weren't just like, oh, it's finally over and now we can live our lives as these adults. No, like they were able to literally go back where they left off. And it's very touching and sweet because when Alan comes back 26 years later, he fi- he's trying to find his parents. He finds out they both died a few years previous and... And that the shoe company folded because his dad never stopped looking for him. Even though they seem to have a difficult relationship, things are mended because he has a better understanding now of his dad and that his dad actually does love him. Yeah. And when it does push forward the 26 years, because they, in real life, aren't going to know these kids Mm. (laughs) that they, you know, did all this stuff with. They befriend their parents and invite them to a Christmas party, and which isn't creepy at all. It's super weird, yeah. <laughs> like that Listen, they we're did that. With you because we really want to. They're see like, we love you guys. It's so it is. It is a bit bizarre, but you hear Alan on the phone, like talking to his dad. Yeah, you know they're still running the shoe company, and you know he's you know his parents are flying in for Christmas. It's things got better for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. It was very touching that way. The dad, by the way, played by Jonathan Hyde, mm-hmm. who also plays the Van Pelt yes, hunter in the, the movie. The hunter, too. yeah. The big game hunter. Yeah, he was really good. He was really good. The only other thing I think I've seen him in is Titanic. Who is he in Titanic? Is he He's one of the... one of the rich fuddy-duddies. Oh, yeah. yeah. That seems right. Yeah. He does a good job being mm-hmm. a rich fuddy-duddy. Yeah. <laughs> David Allen Greer is in this. Yes, David Allen Greer... Very excellent in this. Yes. Amazing comic relief and like a lot of heart too. And what I really liked about him is that he's reacting to absolutely nothing. Yeah. Because he's reacting to all the animals and stuff like that, but they're not there. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's 
pretty neat. Yeah, pretty much all he does is react to nothing. And of course, he is the Michigan connection for this movie. He is the Michigan connection. Detroit. Yes, he is. And also, Robin Williams lived in Michigan for a little while and went to Cranbrook. That's right. Mm-hmm. I always forget that people go to Cranbrook. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a very, that's a good school. Yeah. B.B. Newworth is in this as the kid's aunt. She's kind of just Lilith, but Lilith light. Right. <laughs> is that who she is in in? I don't know. Cheers. I was never a Frasier. Oh, uh, wait. She wasn't even in Frasier. I, yeah. No, that she sounds was in right. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. She's, you know, slightly looser, but still kind of tightly wound. <laughs> but, you know, her part is very small. I do like to do research ahead of time. And there aren't a lot of podcasts that really talk about Jumanji. But one of the ones I did find mm-hmm. <laughs> mentions the fact that Kirsten Dunst looks 13 in this because she was. And then, like, five years later, when she's in Spider-Man, she looks like she's 35. I don't know what they did. I mean, maybe it's just, like, as her face matured a little bit. Because I feel like she still looks the same age, like, even though it's been 20 or so years since Spider-Man came out. Mm. I feel like she looks exactly the same as she did in Spider-Man. So I think maybe, like, as her face matured a little bit. She froze in time. (laughs) Yeah, it's sort of like how I looked 35 for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, they started giving me senior discounts at Culver's. (laughs) So Mike and I went to Culver's with Benji yesterday. And when Mike Mike ordered for everyone, um, because I was on my way home from work, and I walk in and he points to the receipt and he goes, look at that. And he got the senior discount. I'm like, did they even ask you? And he goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey. It's okay. Anyway. I don't think you look old. Thank you. So <laughs> this movie was a monstrous hit, even mm-hmm. though it got really bad reviews. Did it really? And even like on like Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, or Metacritic or whatever, people, gen- not just the critics, but People generally do not rate this very highly at all, which is weird. That is weird Um, because I feel like it's so beloved. Yeah. Maybe it just has a mighty (laughs) and large cult following. I don't know. Maybe. But obviously sequels were in development right away. Yeah. And then Um, one didn't come out until 20 years later. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a screenwriter named Adam Rifkin who did Mm -hmm. this really messed up movie about Judd Nelson playing a stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. Garbage Man. And uh, I think he grows like a third arm out of his back. And it made it so like no one wanted to hire him at all. None of mm-hmm. the studios at all. And then... Um, what was his name? Adam Rifkin. Adam Rifkin. And he, he ended up doing, he wrote The Chase, which is Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson, which is actually a pretty funny movie. Mm-hmm. And then somehow um, Steven Spielberg read his script for Mouse Hunt and decided, oh, yeah, this guy's good. And all of a sudden everyone was like, oh, yeah, that guy's good. So they started hiring him to write family movies. He wrote mm-hmm. Small Soldiers and... 
<laughs> the studio hired him to write a sequel to this, mm-hmm. and he was just pitching idea after idea, and the studio never found one that they really liked. But it was sort of like Jumanji in the White House, Jumanji on a oh, plane. Oh, jeez. And uh, like he had dozens of ideas. Mm-hmm. And what's kind of neat is a lot of his ideas involved the main characters going into the game, which is, of course, how the sequels end yeah. up mm-hmm. actually going years and years and years later. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, too bad that, you know, nothing that he pitched ended up. I guess panning out, one but. of his Jumanji 2 pitches became the movie's Zathura or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Okay. Yeah, it, it, kind of neat that uh, it wasn't for lack of trying that a sequel did not get made until quite some time later. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, well, I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed this. Was there any part in particular that like really stood out for you that you really liked? Well, I did notice, too, that... When I put the trailer audio in the last episode of the podcast, looking at everything for the trailer on my laptop, it looked really good. The graphics definitely will not hold up on a large television at home. Mm -mm. But, you know, on a smaller screen, like if someone watched this on their phone or something, they would probably be like, holy shit, that's great. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. What held up for me was... I really liked the story. I liked the nod to Peter Pan by having the bad guy being played by the same guy who plays the dad. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a neat Captain Hook. Oh, cute. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, it's uh, it's both kids were really good. You can definitely see why beyond Interview with the Vampire, Kirsten Dunst became a star that mm-hmm. you know surpassed being a child star yeah absolutely. still works to this day like it's uh yeah, she just got nominated for an academy award like yeah i, I didn't necessarily think that her role well that doesn't matter but you know i mean she's definitely... i still think she's a phenomenal actress oh she's she is very she, definitely yeah i uh i really like it like i said uh it, i I'm always happy to see a movie with Bonnie Hunt in it. Mm-hmm. I think she's really good. I wonder if she stopped getting work because people started finding out that Helen Hunt was awful. And people are like, hey, you know who you don't want to work with? That, um, that Hunt, Hunt chick. chick. Oh. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I don't know which one. Which Couldn't one, yeah. Either. That could be it. Yeah. I mean, it also could be that maybe she just liked being able to do voiceover because it's a little bit more i mean it's a completely different atmosphere she had a talk show for a while she did yeah Yeah. well maybe that was kind of what happened is she did her talk show and she was like i really only have time for voiceover because i can you know the schedule is a little bit more accommodating and maybe she just likes that maybe she wants to spend time with family or i don't know why i never put it together until earlier today that she's the voice of the love interest in Cars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did it hold up for you? I feel like yes. I mean, even though the, you know, there's the element of there are no cell phones kind of thing. Um, it sort of still works for me because I feel like if everything is falling down around you, your cell phone's not going to work anyway. Or you're going to lose it. You know, I mean, they get caught in a monsoon at one point and they're running from elephants or... 
being chased by monkeys you know I think it still works because even though there's not that technology element that I think sometimes people are like why don't they use their cell phone it like you don't get caught up in that because it makes sense that they wouldn't even have that you know I like too that they didn't beat out a bunch of whoa modern technology is so weird to Mm -hmm. uh, like those kind of jokes because I feel like those get old pretty quickly yeah and you know there's just when he and David Allen Greer are driving oh yeah they're talking about places that are no longer there and stuff and I'm like oh that's cool you know yeah change yeah he doesn't really go overboard with like oh your car looks weird or you know what you know what kind of gun is that I think it's a uh, solid script I think it's directed very well Mm -hmm. and um, I think the acting is really good yeah yeah Good movie. I give it two computer-generated thumbs up. All right. Well, I'm glad that you liked this. I did. Thank you very much for sharing this with me. You are welcome. Well, if you saw Jumanji, let us know what you thought about it on our Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram. Leave a comment and tell a friend. We have a huge catalog now of movies that we've watched Mm -hmm. and... Maybe there's a movie that we've covered that a friend of yours may like, and uh, it would be a good way to introduce them to the show. Yeah. So until next week, when you find out what I'm going to make you watch, mm-hmm. bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to You Made Me Watch. Bye. Bye.